Live from the J.C. Newman Cigar Studio in Boston, Massachusetts, and the Gurkha Cigar Studio in beautiful British Columbia, welcome to the Smokin' Tobacco Show with your hosts, Matt Tobacco and Mitchell Santaga. And good evening and welcome to another episode of the Smokin' Tobacco Show. My name is Matt Tobacco from SmokinTobacco.com, and I'm joined once again by my very good friend, Mr. Mitchell Santaga, also of SmokinTobacco.com. I am live here in the J.C. Newman Cigar Studios, and Mitchell is up in the beautiful British Columbia, in the great northern country of Canada, and uh, he is also in the Gurkha Cigar Studios. Mitchell, how are you? And apparently Mitchell is not ready to start the show. Seems to be hanging out on his phone. No idea that we're actually doing this right now. For some reason, he probably can't hear me. It's all right. We'll wait. Maybe I'll shoot him a text. See if he can check his phone. He, oh, he texted me. What's this all about? I don't know. I am frozen. Oh, never mind. I thought he was just pay not paying attention. Well, apparently we lost him. So anyway, instead of uh, bantering with him, I'm going to go right into it. And, uh, oh, here he is. Hold on one second. And now I appear to be frozen. Hold on. Let's see if we can figure this out. There he is. Hey. So here's the thing. I thought I could still hear background noise, which I forgot. Like, Nate's also, like, in the green room right now. So I hear that. Mm. And yep. I didn't quite realize you were frozen. So for a second there, <laughs> I thought you were just, you know, like, hey, I don't give a fuck. I'm on my phone. I was, yeah, I was just messing with you. I was I, uh, just ignoring you. Didn't I'm you like, want to start the show? I don't know why. For a second, it didn't register to me. And I'm like, he just, you know, he's still on his phone. We'll see if he's ready. And then I got the, I'm like, oh, he texted me. And then, I, oh, I'm frozen. I'm like, oh, all right. Yeah, that makes more sense. <laughs> <laughs> but yes, uh, I, that's, beautiful uh, British Columbia and the Gurkha Cigar Studios here. You know, yes, it's, yes. Uh, I'll let you have your, yeah. Unfortunately, today, not the most beautiful day, but at least it isn't raining. Yeah, you know, I'd say the same. I mean, it's it's warm here. It's not hot, but you know, it's not cold. It's 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 decent. It's, I think it's like I don't know, high sixties today. Uh, it's not bad. You got the door open now. Yeah. You know. Uh, it's nice. And um, yep, we have a great guest with us here tonight. We have uh, a cigar guest, not just a cigar guest. Um, not a cigar manufacturer. This is technically it's an accessories episode. Now, the funny thing is, before we bring him on, uh, I'm really excited. We've been wanting to uh, to have um, this company on the show for a while, um, but a little recent, a uh, little bit of research and some conversations I've had with some of the other media guys uh, in the business, and uh, one of the things that I learned uh, from some of our competitors slash peers. Um, is just how much people really enjoy accessory coverage uh, over just the regular cigar coverage. And I thought that was really interesting. And so this year I've made it a point to try to do more with accessories. Uh, and we're obviously going to you know, focus more on it you know, from a, from a news standpoint, from the trade show coverage. Um, and uh, apparently that's what people really want to see. So I'm really excited about this show because it's a little bit different. And uh, I think a lot of people may recognize this guest if you're really into cigars and you've been around long enough and, you know the the thing with accessories is like i feel like the debate is even more dis divisive yeah. than in cigars itself because cigars like people okay yeah oh i like full body i like this but it's like you know there's like diehard fans i'm the v-cut crew and then it's like i am punch man you know it's like 
It's like, yeah, I do this with my cigar and that's who I am. And, uh, and accessories really define people, you know, it's, it's, uh, it's a really interesting phenomenon in the, in the industry and even just the way you light it, right? Do you light, do you have a single flame? Are you a double flame? Are you triple quad flame? Um, you know, are you a fan flame lighter? You know, are you a, a soft flame lighter sometimes, you know, what, what, uh, again, these, these kind of things divisive and, uh, I occasionally even just bite the tip of my cigar or rip my cap off. And, uh, I try not to post pictures of those because people will just flame you if you don't have a nice, uh, oh, I know. I know. a nice cut cap, but you know, you talk to you about 90% of the manufacturers out there and, uh, when they're in they're rolling and they're they're testing blends. That's all they're doing is lighting with a bick and 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 cutting the cap of their things with their fingernails. So if it's good enough for them, it's good enough for me. So you know, and I'm too lazy to whip out a cutter. Or, well, you, you know, know, it's interesting. You know, it's interesting. So I I, I spend a lot of time, um, you know, with John Carney from LFD, who's a uh, many people know is a very very close friend of mine, uh, and I am smoking LFD tonight too. So um, you know, no surprise there. But anyway, I um, I spent a lot of time with him, and especially like you know traveling and whatnot. And I'll tell you, man, like you would think, guy like that, executive of a big brand, you know, hey, he's you know, got all the nicest shit. No, he doesn't. He has uh, like an unlimited stockpile of LFD DG flick, you know, lighters that probably cost like a couple of dollars, and he doesn't really own a cutter, from what I have seen in our travels uh he, he he's a biter he just bites the cap off he uses his dg blighter yep. and that's it he's done that's all you know and it's funny because if mo if <laughs> you're right I, there's a lot of people out there i know who if they knew that'd be like whoa what do you mean like that's those are your he'd be like yes yeah. i have one accessory i have a cheap lighter and my teeth that's it that's what i have and people exactly. would be like all over him but you know that's the reality. You know those guys it, aren't like necessarily rolling in the fancy. You know it's just that's I know I it's so funny. And then, like I said, you you post like a slightly off angled, slightly mangled cut on the internet, and you got like seventeen people posting, be like, "You ruined the cigar! How dare you sacrifice uh, such a glory?" I know. I know. <laughs> or I know. or you see people like, "How could you light a cigar with a bic?" And I'm like, "Dude, it's got the same fuel everyone else. Like they use butane, man. Like." I know. Well, anyway, let's get our guest on the show, and he can join in on this fun with us. Guys, without further ado, please welcome Nate back from Bovida onto the Smoking Tobacco Show. Nate, welcome. Great to see everybody. Thanks for having me on. Great to see you. You know, for a second, Thanks I don't know here. why, uh, I saw a photo of you on social media, and I almost said, oh, is that Kurt Kendall? Because um, you, you got that big beard going on like Kurt's got. Uh and I, I almost confused you guys for a second. And I have to say, <laughs> it is magnificent. You wear it well. Thanks, man. It's my Santa beard. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, it's white. So, I mean, it. yeah, it makes sense. Right? This is what <laughs> five daughters uh, all over the age of 16 will do for your face. So. <laughs> yeah. You know, I'll know what that's like soon enough. Um, <laughs> uh, but man, no, I was enjoying... I was enjoying your conversation about, uh, you know, accessories and cigar cutters and what have you. And uh, I, I, I don't think for the most part at PCA or TPE, nearly every cigar maker that I see smoke a cigar, usually it's two bites, you know, one bite, a quarter turn, another bite, you know, yep. pick a few bits off and exactly. in you go. And Bic lighter. Yep. That's preferred. 
Exactly. That's it what is. I mean. And that and that's it's the hilarious part about it's kind of this funny part of the, of the industry because most manufacturers aren't posting on the internet. Aren't like there's a few here and there that are, but most are you know they're doing their job and they're they, they don't have time to be on social media. Whereas consumers, that's part of the fun is you know hey look at what I'm smoking. Hey what are you guys smoking? Hey look at what I'm lighting and cutting with. And yeah, like they, like we get so enthralled in it. And then the people who are making these things smoking double, triple the amount we are just biting it off and lighting it with a pick. It's great. Absolutely. So I, I used to say this for, or I've said this for a number of years. Uh, the, the correlation, I used to own a, uh, an artisan hot dog cart before I came to Boba. I did that for 10 years and I did tons of events in the craft beer world. And if you watch or ever see uh, a head brewer, when they're not drinking their own beer, there's a pretty good chance that when they're just crushing beers at a party, they're drinking Miller High Life, Coors Banquet, uh, Labatt Blue, you know, whatever your like macro, good old fashioned beer of choice is, they're going to probably yep. be crushing that because they're consistently made. They're delicious. They just taste like beer. And it, you know, they get, you know, people get crapped on all the time for drinking that stuff. And they're like, if you only knew. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. Exactly. Hey, but you know what? Nothing wrong with having your nicest cutter, you know, your beautiful lighter as well. Oh, yeah. There is there is a bit of this um, ritualistic part of that as well, like having your own thing and, and, and enjoying that as well. But like I said, it's just funny yeah. when you get totally shit on on the. I think Mitchell. Yeah, froze totally. Again. I think Mitchell froze again. I don't know what's going on with him, but he hasn't had a good it connection. Did. Well, while he drops out, why don't we uh, – let's talk about what we're smoking tonight, right? Uh, our cigars are you once bet. again brought to you by twoguyscigars.com. That's right. That's the number two guyscigars.com. Head over there today for an amazing selection of cigars and accessories from the industry, one that you'll never forget. Check them out today at the number two guyscigars.com. Uh, Nate, you're the guest. I'll let you go first. What are you smoking with us tonight? Tonight I am smoking a – uh, Don Carlos anniversary 2017 anniversario. Whew. Wow, good for you. It's a good cigar. I figured I would uh, treat myself since I was going to be on this uh, fun podcast, and I figured I'd treat myself since I had it. And I saw that my uh, good pal Dallas Edmiston, at Dallas Edmiston, who is OG uh, Fuente, I'll call him royalty. He's uh, uh, got friend, tons of friends in the industry, been involved with Fuente for a long, long time. Uh, he'll be real proud of me for smoking this one here uh, on the podcast. So, yeah, Dallas is awesome. He was yeah, there you go. he was with us for um, our our fundraiser. Uh, he came yeah. on for our final episode with Carlito and Cynthia. Uh, he he had a um, he had a, a raffle prize in the in the raffle as well, and uh, he's a great guy. And um, you know, uh, just a real good representative of some of the people who have been involved uh, with CFCF over the years. So. I know yeah, he's watching tonight, well so I want to thank him and everyone for being here tonight. But uh, welcome back to the show, Dallas, from the comments. Uh, it's good to have you here. Um, <laughs> I am smoking an LFD uh, 2021 TAA uh, Oro, the chisel from last year. Uh, this year it's the Solomons, available in Natural and Maduro. I'm smoking the Natural. I don't think there's any of these left but the 2022 Solomon version may be still in stock at twoguyscigars.com. You'll have to head over there and check it out. 
But either way, the blend is amazing. Uh, I know that the Solomons for this year are the last of this blend, and for 23, they're going to go with something completely different for their TAA release. So go and uh, grab them while you still can. Uh, Mitchell, what are you smoking tonight? Tonight, I uh, decided to cut and light up a Gurkha Pure Evil. Oh, how appropriate. Very yep. appropriate. Yeah. A nice, uh, yeah, nice medium body blend. Smoking well. Holding the decent ash so far. And, uh, yeah, that would be a nice way to start the day off. The, um, what was I going to say? Yeah, Mike is with us, and he said Canadian government cut his internet for saying shit. That may be true. (laughs) (laughs) For a first world country, we have really, really bad and expensive internet. It's pretty hilarious. Yeah, yeah. It seems like the guys down in the Dominican Republic have better connection than you do sometimes. Yeah. (laughs) Like, is that true? Is it? Is it countrywide across all of Canada that the internet is real sketchy? Uh, the problem is that because the country is so big, yet our population is so relatively small, mm-hmm. infrastructurally it's hard to get high, high-speed internet everywhere. So in dense, populous areas, they can get things like fiber or super high-speed stuff. But in like general suburbia unless you're paying multiple hundred dollars a month, you just have really subpar speeds. And uh, there's only two or three. I think it's actually now two because one of them actually purchased the, the other company. Uh, two providers of internet in our entire country. Everything else wow. technically is a sub-provider of that internet, but there's only, there's only two companies in the entire country that provide uh, infrastructure for internet crazy that is crazy that is really crazy it is yeah it it might be three but i'm pretty sure it's just two right now uh we are also cutting and lighting our cigars tonight with cigar blondie accessories available whoa and that one almost just flung me off my finger (laughs) let's try that again uh available in three amazing finishes chrome black and white featuring the signature double guillotine cutter and the flat fan blade lighter only available at cigarblondie.com check them out today well, Nate, as the guest of the show, it's all about you tonight, buddy. Um, like I said, I, I talked about before in, the, in the kind of the pre-show there. You know, tonight's a kind of an accessories tonight, and um, something a little bit more specific than just like cutters and lighters. We're talking about your humidors and their quality and protection. Really, uh, I like to think of it. Um, these fun little brown packs. Everyone has seen these little brown packs. Whether you know what they are or you don't know what they are, we're going to tell you again tonight. Um, these are probably one of the most important things you need to have in your humidor at all times. That's right. Uh, and, and none other than Bovida, who makes some of the best humidity packs or whatever the – what is it, Nate? What's the official term for this? Just a humidity pack, humidity control pack? What? We call it two-way humidity control because we are in the industry, uh, the one product that will manage humidity control both in and out. So if you're in very humid climates, that Bovida pack is going to absorb humidity to maintain a precise relative humidity, depending on where you like your cigars. And we make four cigars. We make uh, several different humidities, depending on your preference, the type of storage container uh, or travel container that you're using. Uh, and then we also make one uh, 
humidity percentage specifically for seasoning wood humidors before you put your cigars in or to re-maintain and re-season a humidor so that that wood is not sucking humidity away from your cigars. Uh, most other products on the market are strictly going to be adding humidity in. Bovida really is unique in that it can both absorb humidity and give off humidity to maintain a precise relative humidity within your container. Now, let me ask you a question. So just by looking at it, you know, my first, you know, question would be, I notice compared to a lot of the other packs, right? Yours is the only one that looks like it's made out of brown paper. Now, does that have anything to do with the way that it's two-way? Is that a, make it a two-way barrier or is it just kind of unrelated? What makes, what, you know, physically makes your packs two-way versus your competitors? It's the, uh, it's the reverse osmosis membrane that's right directly underneath that craft paper. So right underneath okay. that uh, brown paper uh, is a reverse osmosis membrane that will allow moisture to both escape and be absorbed and only allows water vapor to pass back and forth. So as you're cutting that open, you'll see kind of a, almost a, a really pale, almost bluish uh, tint to that membrane. And that thin membrane is what does all the work in that pack uh, as far as moving the moisture in and out. Uh, and then what's inside that pack are literally two ingredients, salt and water. Yeah, and here it is right here. I'm just gonna squeeze this out for everyone to see. For those who don't know, there it is. There is the yeah, mixture. Yeah, so it's like a, an opaque uh, salt and water mixture. Yeah. Uh, oh, I should add, there is a tiny bit of food grade, uh, essentially thickener or emulsifier called xanthan gum. And oh, what okay, that yeah. does is allow that salt. Yep, it allows that. That's the white that you're seeing. Okay. Uh, that allows that salt to remain evenly suspended in solution so that the pack continues to work all the way to the end of its lifespan. And when it's entirely done you're going to feel that pack hard and rigid like a cracker now here's a question i had for you now this is something that i often hear people say or actually see people post online that they do and oftentimes you know you get you know anytime it's social media you get people who comment and then like a, a debate ensues right now obviously you guys want to sell more of these because that's how you make money and that's your business right but can you recharge these by soaking them in water? Is that legitimate or no? Because I've seen people do it. I hear people swear by it, but I don't know if that's actually uh, an, an, an actual use of the packs themselves. It's, it's, it's sort of a, uh, a two-edged sword. You can add moisture back into those packs and essentially recharge them. So they will absorb moisture again and balloon back up full of full of water so yes that you can do that the problem in doing that and what what has to be present in order for that boba pack to work at the precise rh level that is marked on the pack whether that be 65 percent or 69 percent or 72 or 75 if that salt is not evenly distributed and saturated in the liquid in that pack so in the water that pack is not going to operate at the marked humidity that's on the pack. Okay. So if you take that mostly dried out pack and you put it in a container with a, a bowl of water or some people even drop it in distilled water and allow it to absorb, it will balloon back up and you can get it to, to balloon up like a hard rigid pillow. The problem is, is that when you take that out, dry it off, 
and put that back in, in with your cigars, you are now adding somewhere closer to 95 to 100% humidity in with your cigars. So while yes, Boveda would love to sell more packets or more Boveda packs to customers because we're all in the business of selling a product. Yep. However, what's most important is we want to be that accessory that protects your passions. We want to protect your cigars so that when you take them out, they're at the optimal smoking humidity, whatever it is that you enjoy, whether that's a little bit higher or a little bit lower, we want those cigars to be well protected. And what's happening is when you, re when you rehydrate or recharge that pack, which is $4 at your local tobacconist, maybe five, depending on uh, the price point, you're now putting that in with cigars that are valued at, you know, a hundred to hundreds, maybe even thousands of dollars to save $4. And now you have, what's going to happen is you're going to have closer to hundred percent humidity. And as those cigars absorb that humidity, it's going to drop back down and then it will sit in that desired humidity range for a little while. And then it's going to give off that humidity pretty quickly because it's basically pushing out hundred percent humidity. So you're going to recharge that much faster than you would if you were putting in replacement boba packs, which typically last in most wood humidors two to four months. You're probably going to maybe get a month. You might get a little bit longer, but you now have humidity that's far too high for every cigar that you're storing it with. So what we always recommend is when those packs start to get hard and crispy, and I tell all of my customers this, when it's hard around the edge and it feels more like a thick pudding in the middle, then it's time to replace your pack because now they're getting right towards the end of their lifespan. And that way you don't leave them in for another couple of weeks and then they completely dry out. So when it gets hard like that, just take them out, drop in another uh, one of those packs that you have there, Matt, is what we call our size 60. That's 60 grams of fluid on the inside. Yep. That'll humidify up to 25 cigars. And the rule of thumb is you always want to use one pack for every 25 cigars your container or storage unit can hold. So if that wood humidor holds up to 50 cigars, you want to at minimum put two packs inside that humidor. And what I like to recommend is at least double that. Keep them all the same humidity. You never want to mix Boveda humidities because what will happen is if you put 69s and 72s in the same humidor, those two packs are going to compete with each other to try to, uh, each one is trying to maintain that level of humidity and they're, they're going to actually fight with each other and they're going to wear out more quickly. You can't ever have too many packs in a humidor as long as they're all the same RH level. So the reason why I suggest at least doubling the packs based on the capacity of your humidor, those packs are just going to last that much longer because they're working more efficiently. There are more of them to give off humidity to maintain that relative humidity and keep that pressure even inside that uh, humidor or that Rubbermaid tote or that Yeti cooler or that. I still haven't figured out a good word for the, you know, the wine doors. Do we call them cigar doors? Um, you know, basically the refrigerators that are cigar humidors. Right. Um, you know, the better, the better the seal, the more airtight that container is, the fewer packs you need. And we make essentially for cigars, we make three different sizes. We make a small eight gram pack, which is for five to 10 cigars generally used in a travel humidor. You might get that in your pack of cigars when you order from an online retailer or from your local shop, then that size 60, which is up to 25. And then we make a bigger pack called our 320 comes in a perforated cardboard box that'll do up to 100 to 125 cigars wow yeah i use them myself <clears throat> there you go in the uh always in my travel humidor i got always in my travel humidors uh which and i usually when i especially when i go to like 
trade shows or any kind of major cigar event, I bring two of them with me. And they're right over there, and I usually keep at least one or two in each. Uh, and then yep. I use them on a daily basis in, like, one, two, three, four, four humidors that I have um, that don't yep. have any other kind of humidification system. And then I have cabinets that have built in, so I don't really use them there. But on my other humidors, yep. yeah, those four humidors, I'm, I go through them, you know, once a week. I check every pack. I rotate the cigars and uh, make sure that everything yep. is even and getting – you know, equal coverage and making sure the packs are still fresh and swapping them out. Uh, I usually buy them in larger quantities, um, which yep. is great. I love how you guys offer. Is it a, is it a 10 count box? What's the box? It's like 45 12. boxes. So we do a 12. 12 count cube. Yep. 12 in there. And then we do a, we do a 20 pack brick. Yeah. Uh, the only, the only difference in that 20 pack brick is the packs are not individually cellophane wrapped. Okay. So once you open that, you have to make sure to close that, uh, Ziploc seal on that pack so the packs don't uh, lose humidity. But if you have, let's say, three or four humidors and you want to buy everything at once and just drop them all in, that's a great way to do it. Uh, I use one of those size 60 packs, that little smaller than a postcard, in my Pelican, like basically 10 cigar travel case. And that will last for me easily upwards of a year, year and a half, uh, if not longer. Yep. Wow. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I, I do notice the ones in my travel humidors tend to last longer than the actual humidors themselves. Um, and now I know why, yep. you know, now I know why, yeah. which is interesting. It's all about, it's all about airtight. And you know, the nice thing with Boveda is in your airtight containers, there really isn't any need to have to open those containers and add fresh air into the cigars, other than if it's just your preference. Uh, that humidity is going to stay absolutely dialed in plus or minus uh, uh, 1% on those packs. So you're going to just hold rock solid. You're not going to have to worry about, uh, you know, your cigars getting too humidified, potentially getting mold, getting right. cigar beetles popping out. Uh, the cigars can really, you know, you can really just store those away, stack your coolers up, stack your storage up. Um, you know, some people like to rotate them just to kind of even out, you know, where the cigars are in the container. But uh, really, when it comes down to storage, as long as you're using the appropriate size pack for your storage. So let's say you have a, a Yeti cooler that has, I don't know, let's say 500 cigars in that cooler. You're going to use, you really don't have to use one of those size 320s for every 100 cigars because that cooler is so airtight. I would say you could use two and you're going to still get, I would say, anywhere from six months to a year on those packs, depending on how often you're in that in that cooler so you can really get a long life but because of the way the packs regulate that rh level within that cooler temperature changes pressure changes it's going to it's going to accommodate for that and that is going to move air just by the change in pressure as it's accommodating for that inside that uh container as long as you have a little bit of room for airspace and they're not just really jam-packed in there Right. So I think it's a good idea to leave a little bit of space between the boxes and not really jam them in there. So you do get some airflow. Um, and then, you know, every time you pop in there to grab cigars, you're going to add some, you know, some fresh air there. And then it's going to uh, uh, reacclimate once you close that lid uh, in a relatively short amount of time within a matter of a few hours. It's going to equalize that uh, RH level within that container, especially those airtight containers. It takes a little longer in a wood humidor because you have, even in the best ones, you have some air moving in and out. Yeah, that makes a lot of sense, too. And um, I always try to tell people, too, you know, when it comes to, like, humidor upkeep, you know, I always tell people, 
you know, make sure that everything, whether it's it, when you, whether it's like a, a box type humidor or a tupperware, or you actually have like a cabinet where you have box storage. Um, I always tell people rotate your stuff. You know, on a, t I mean, not like every week or every day, but like you know, on a somewhat regular basis, rotate your stuff, especially if you have stuff that sits around for long periods of time. Um, yeah. Because you know you don't you want because sometimes some stuff it gets like you said the airflow gets trapped off from it and it kind of sits in a spot that doesn't get a lot of airflow doesn't get a lot of humidity and then it starts to dry out uh, or you get you know if you have a a, a humidity machine like, like an Oasis or uh, I know QI's got one I forget what it's called um, you know if you have a box that's near that for a long period of time I know I learned this the hard way I had a box next to one of them in the cabinet. And it was a box I really wasn't smoking much of. Not, it was a box that I just I kind of put away for a while. And I remember I came back to it like months later, and I opened it, and some of the cigars had mold on them, and I'm like, and they were all really wet, and I'm like, oh, this is, oh, I mean, this sucks. And then I'm just like, yeah, like they've been sitting next to this, so it's just, it's a little bit of common sense, but you know, you, you kind of want to rotate, you know, because you have stuff that maybe gets more moisture, maybe stuff that gets more dry. Uh, it's just so it's always good to rotate and always good to you know check your stuff too, especially when you have stuff that sits for so long. Um, all good, all good information, yeah. and I think that you know yeah. everyone needs to know this because it is very important. And, and that, that you make a great. Oh, go ahead, Mitchell. Oh, I was just gonna say, you know, with those active humidifications, you're definitely right. Where there's so much more concentrated humidification, um, and uh, yeah, with Bovida, like I know people are sometimes like they get them and they're like, oh, can I? Can I place this on my cigar, under my cigars? Do I have to like put it in a separate area and the the the, the humidification will diffuse over? Um, yeah, well, it's a good segue into that. Yeah. So Dallas has a. Can I field this question, Matt? Yeah, absolutely. Go right ahead. Yeah. So Dallas has a great question. Any recommendations on RH levels to keep in your humidor? I smoke a lot of Cameroon. Yeah. Uh, me as well, Dallas. Cameroon is. Uh, one of my absolute favorite cigar wrappers, super delicate. Uh, I, I personally tend to keep nearly all of my cigars. The window I try to smoke them in is about 63 to 65%. Uh, I like that for the combustion um, that I get. It's a much more even and consistent combustion on the cigar. And I just personally like the flavor that I get uh, out of cigars that are in that RH level. Uh, some people like uh, uh, cigars significantly more humidified. I met uh, an individual at one of the trade shows that smokes predominantly nothing but Cubans and likes his Cubans between 72 and 75%. And it's not my wheelhouse. Uh, it's not my preference, but that's what they really like. Uh, so to answer Dallas's question, I, I would say I probably skew on the, the Cameroon wrapper because it's so delicate. I might skew a little bit closer to 65, maybe 67% just because that wrapper is so delicate. But I found that the cigars that I have that are Cameroon, um, I've got some of the LFD Cameroons in my humidor mm. at home. Uh, fantastic cigars. I smoke a lot of the, the Don Carlos line. Uh, just really absolutely love Cameroon wrapper. And I have absolutely no issues with any of my cigars in that you know, 63 to 65 or 67% range. And what I tend to do is all of my airtight uh, humidors or travel cases all have 65%. So I have a couple of our old uh, Boveda acrylic humidors that we used to uh, used to sell and they're uh, still available from uh, another retailer picked them up, but those, because they're airtight, I use 65. And then in my wood humidor, I, I was gifted a very nice uh, uh, 
250 count uh, bird's eye solid bird's eye maple uh, humidor. And that I use 69% and it holds pretty much rock solid at 65% on all of my cigars. So that's the only difference. I use 69 in that particular container. Uh, on the whole, most customers in their average wood humidors that they might pick up from an online retailer or possibly Amazon, they're going to have a lot more air leakage. They're going to be, uh, you know, potentially walls made out of MDF that are going to absorb more moisture. Those you can use predominantly 72%, potentially even 75% if it's real leaky, like Matt, some of those uh, humidors that have that analog hygrometer wedged in the front. Oh, yeah, yeah, if yeah. If you, yeah. you know, like the clock, yeah. those are literally just pressure fit. There's just a ton of air that gets pushed out through there, especially once you put humidity or a boba pack in there. You're going to lose a lot of humidity. 75% works great in those types of containers. They often have a glass lid. Uh, that 75 is going to allow for a little extra humidity to compensate for what gases out through those openings. And then your cigars hold about 69, 68%. See, I didn't even know that. That's a, that's a very yeah. good point. I, I, you know, I, I didn't know that myself. Yeah. And I even learned, uh, a really interesting thing from one of my accounts out in Las Vegas, a shop called cigar box, uh, Jason, who is the manager of that shop. Uh, he and I had a conversation about, you know, where do you store your cigars in really dry climates? And by and large, most people tend to go 72 or 75% to try to compensate for how dry the conditions are, you know, both with air conditioning in their house and then outside. In actuality, you end up creating more often than not, especially if you have uh, a pretty solid container or a, a humidor or a container that holds good humidity. When that cigar is sitting up closer to 70 to 72% and you step outside into 10, 15%, 20% humidity, all that moisture in that cigar wants to push out of that cigar into that drier atmosphere. And there's a pretty good chance your cigars are going to crack and split and possibly blow up on you. The better solution when you're in a really dry climate is to actually go lower in humidity. So Mitchell, I saw you had 62%. Is that in your cigar travel case? Yeah. Yeah, um, I'm seeing more and more current smokers going to 65 and even 62% in their uh, airtight cases because the cigars still right, smoke beautifully. And you generally have no issues with cigars cracking and splitting when you get into drier humidity environments because those cigars are a full 10% or more lower than if you sort them at 72%. So you don't have that extra bit of humidity that wants to push out through that cigar and crack that you know, beautiful, especially Cameroon wrapper or Connecticut wrapper, Connecticut shade. Uh, it was true. a really interesting thing that I was unaware of and has helped a lot, uh, especially when I go to Vegas for the cigar shows. Um, I make sure everything's at 65 and I have no issues with my cigars blowing up when I go step outside to have a cigar. Uh, it just works way better. And those cigars can handle that slightly drier humidity absolutely perfectly. Yeah. Yeah. It, I, uh, go ahead. I, I have, I have a fun, well, my, whenever I get cigars, I go, I start at 65, usually for two to three weeks. And I use everything yep. in uh, Tupperdoors. It's airtight uh, yep. Tupperware and in a temperature controlled unit. And so um, I start with 65 just because I don't know, did the cigar come in drier? Is it wetter? And I usually let that rest. And then everything else I store long-term at 62. And mm -hmm. I like barely touch that and everything comes out perfect. I live in a, actually a 
uh, it even works great in a slightly moist environment. So from what I've noticed, when I was storing things at 69, 65, there wasn't the cracking, but there was the issue where I'd get about halfway through the cigar and it would just become super soggy because it was already quite moist. And that natural moisture from the air as I'm smoking was still just absorbing and absorbing into the cigar. Now that I'm storing at 62, um, again, there's still no cracking issues. Um, the cigars come out still nice and plump, but I get through the entire cigar and still even by the midpoint and end point, it's not like I'm squishing the cigar and it's super moist because the it, it was balanced off of that had that extra 10% wiggle room like you're kind of talking about. So um, that's what I've just found for me personally. And yeah, it's working great at 62 for long-term storage. Yeah. And where I'm at here in Minnesota, we have uh, like today it's 87 degrees right now where I'm at. So it's, you know, on the warmer side of things or getting to be warmer Uh, a fair amount of humidity. We typically, I think probably hover anywhere from upper, you know, sixties to even sometimes up into that 80% humidity, depending on the time of year. So, you know, fairly moist for a climate that gets quite cold in the winter. And then of course in winter, it's super cold, super dry. Um, and at 65, it compensates for that extra humidity that you you're talking about when it's, you know, really damp and wet and hot in the middle of summer. And then it also allows me to walk out, you know, on a 15 degree day and walk my dogs and smoke a fairly delicate wrapper cigar. And I virtually never have cigars crack on me, even walking the dog in yeah. that cold of a temperature. Yeah, yeah, Dallas actually, it's at altitude as well, Mitch, living in British Columbia. Yeah, I was just replying to him. Um, sea level. I'm, I'm living at sea level. We do have tons of mountains over here, but I don't often get the chance to, to get up there and have a cigar. Um, pretty much everywhere here is, is sea level. So that's good to know. Um, one of the things I wanted to bring up tonight, uh, really quick, was the uh, Bovida. If you've ever bought in boxes of cigars, you may have noticed that, and I have with me a box of LFDs 2021 TAAs. You'll notice on the side this little Boveda stripe, and that lets you know. Now, that box was shipped from the factory with a Boveda pack inside the box to maintain freshness. Now, how about how many manufacturers do you do you make, you know, have these arrangements with? Boy, that's a good question because we've just added this year alone, I think, another almost 20 manufacturers. I'm going to say it's, wow. boy, this is a, I should have looked before I got on the call. Uh I'm going to say it's somewhere in the, you know, 50, 60 plus that we're working with, maybe 50, uh, I think. And we're constantly adding more. Uh, we brought on, uh, I believe last year we brought on uh, uh, an employee here at Boveda by the name of Mike Staus. Uh, Mike had worked for Zycar for a number of years uh, and quality importers uh, and then left there to run a shop uh, or help run a shop in Kansas City called La Cultura. And our head of supply chain here at Boveda was also a former Zycar employee and made Mike aware of the fact that they were hiring for this uh, new role, basically working directly with cigar manufacturers. And Mike's been an absolutely amazing addition to Boveda uh, and has brought on a number of uh, uh, new brands. We've got uh, uh, Patina packaging with Boveda. We've got Black Label and Black Works uh, packaging all their cigars with Boveda. Um, uh, just adding, you know, new brands kind of consistently uh, every week that are packaging with Boveda. And what's 
what's really great about that little tab that's on the outside of that box, when that Boba pack is sitting inside that box, and we specifically make sizes just for manufacturers that are ultra thin, that don't take up any extra space. Uh, and Dellis, I'll answer your question here in just a second. Uh, it's a great question. Uh, that pack doesn't add any extra space. It can sit either sometimes on the bottom of those cigars. It can sit right in between or it can sit right on top. Uh, I don't know if any of you watched Half Wheels uh, basically packaging awards for this last year. And Mirafel won their top uh, top spot for best packaging. And they actually prominently featured that Boveda pack right on top inside the box. Um, and what that really what that pack does for most manufacturers because uh, there are some exceptions. Uh, most manufacturers are getting those boxes right from the box factory. They are filling those boxes as fast as they can fill them and get them out the door because they're trying to fill orders. And that Boveda pack, really, its primary job is to protect those cigars in transit from the wood of that box, sucking moisture out of those cigars uh, as it has, you know, multiple temperature changes and humidity changes in transit from either Nicaragua or the Dominican or Honduras. Uh, up to the United States and to your local retailer where it ends up in that humidor. Um, one of the manufacturers, and this will answer Dellis's question, uh, Fuente was the first manufacturer to package their cigars with Boveda. And you will still see in Fuente boxes, the Fuente artwork on that pouch that's inside uh, their box of cigars. And on the inside, it will say, uh, it's a white packaging that will say Humidipack. And that is one of the original names of uh, Boveda packs. They were called, there was a, a very first name and then it became Humidipac for uh, several years. And then for the last, I believe, 19 years, it's been uh, Boveda. And uh, all those packs are in every, uh, every box of Fuente cigars. And what's unique about Fuente that they, and they're not the only ones that do this, but they're one of the unique ones. All of their boxes are humidified and brought up to the precise relative humidity before the cigars ever go in the box. Then they add that Boveda pack. So when you get a box of Fuente, that pack will never be never be used up. It will never have done its full job because they do such a great job of making sure that every aspect of that cigar packaging is all at the same precise relative humidity before it ships out. And that's one of the things that makes them so unique. Um, and uh, interesting sidebar, uh, there is a one of the Boveda box press episodes was an interview with our uh, two owners, Tim uh, Swale and Sean Knutson. And they were talking about how they came up with the name Boveda, which means vault in Spanish. So it's, you know, you put your cigars in a humidor and that's your vault to keep those cigars safe and keep them protected. They were calling it Boveda. And most people pronounce our company name Boveda or Bovida. And we always say, doesn't matter how you pronounce it. We just want you to keep buying Boveda and storing your cigars with Boveda. But when they were uh, bringing Fuente on board to package all their cigars with Boveda, Carlito Fuente had to stop them and say, boys, boys, what in the world are you saying? What is this Boveda? It's not Boveda, it's Boveda. And Carlito Fuente actually had to tell our founder, Sean and Tim, how to correctly pronounce the name of Boveda, which I think is absolutely hilarious. I think it's funny you, you tell all that because <clears throat> I was down in the Fuente factory last year, and I remember when Carlito took us to the aging rooms and seeing... Mm -hmm. Boveda. And I was like, huh. And I'm like, that's interesting. And I asked him about it. He's like, yeah, it means vault in Spanish. And I'm like, and he could see, he could see, he could see all the clicking going. He's like, yes. Yeah. And I'm like, oh, okay. It makes sense now. 
no, yeah, it's, it's, it's fantastic. So, it's, it's and they've true. Been such great supporters uh, uh, to really, I mean, really helped Boba to get uh, off the ground. It was, uh, you know, just a, a really great relationship that we've had with the Fuente family and uh, Dallas is a, a a huge fan of Boba. Is great friends with Sean and Tim, and has been really involved with Boba, uh, really almost since the beginning. So uh, it's just super cool to see how far reaching Boba has come in the last. Boy, it's over twenty five years now. So we celebrated our twenty fifth anniversary last year. Uh, really, as the uh, I think the industry standard in two way humidity control to you know protect your passions, to protect your cigars, and make sure that when you go into that Tupperdor or into that wood humidor or into your travel case and you pull that cigar out, you know that it's going to be just perfect. Now, one of the things that I was asked to bring up on the show tonight was the fact that um, Bova actually makes products for other types of products. and Well, really the packs. The packs are made for not just cigars, but also other kinds of products as well. And one of your, I would say, your biggest ones is cannabis now obviously that's not something we talk a lot about on this show but for the sake of you being here in Bovida, um drawing a lot of similarities to obviously both of them are naturally grown agricultural products um makes a lot of sense you know as to keep them fresh um would you say that the cannabis section of at least your business is bigger than the cigars or vice versa what, what would you say is a bigger part of your um, client base. I, I don't think it's, yes, it's bigger. It's, uh, I think still the cannabis and tobacco side are pretty even as far as, uh, you know, our reach into the market and as far as how many consumers use them. Uh, that being said in the next 10 to 15 years, cannabis, I think will far outpace our tobacco business just by the scope of how many consumers uh, use and consume cannabis, uh, on a regular basis. It's just a massive market. Uh, so there is potential for cannabis to be just enormous for, you know, as an industry for Boba to, to protect that cannabis flower. And, you know, when you're talking about a cigar, you're talking about protecting the oils and sugars in this cigar. And Mitchell, you mentioned earlier about aging your cigars, uh, really the best way to age your cigars is at a lower humidity, you know, 62, even down in sometimes 58, you know, if you really want to slow down that uh, maturing process, that uh, kind of continual fermentation that happens with tobacco leaf as you store it. And then you can bring them up to your desired smoking humidity, uh, depending on where you're storing those cigars. Now, when we're talking about cannabis, we make two different uh, RH levels to store cannabis flower. We make 62% we make 58%. Uh, really the safe window for cannabis, uh, especially on the upper end is 65%. Above that, you run a really high chance that your cannabis is going to develop mold. And that's far more dangerous when it comes to cannabis than it is with mold on a cigar, specifically because cannabis, you're going to inhale that uh, when you consume that, that product. Uh, cigars, typically you might get some smoke in your lungs, but you're not going to be inhaling the smoke of that cigar. So there's far less danger of that mold becoming uh, detrimental or harmful. Uh, and then depending on where you live, uh, if you like your cannabis flower a little bit stickier, you're going to go 62%. If you're in a really humid climate, you want to keep that from getting too humidified, you're going to drop into that 58%. Um, and then there's been some interesting uh, studies coming out that show that cannabis is actually more enjoyable to smoke kind of between 50 and 55% as we're finding out. 
uh, at once you're going to actually, uh, you know, put that uh, uh, into a joint or you're going to uh, consume that in some other form of, let's say, vaporizer or uh, uh, pipe, uh, however you like to consume your cannabis, uh, kind of like pipes, uh, smokers will have some tobaccos that they will shred or get that tobacco ready on a napkin or a sheet of paper or on a tray. Then they'll let that sit for 10 or 15 minutes at room temperature to dry out a little bit. Then they'll pack that, the bowl of that pipe and smoke that tobacco because they want it to dry out a little bit. Same thing is happening with cannabis. Um, when it's a little less humidified, it's a little easier to, let's say, roll a joint. Uh, and then it actually makes, uh, we're finding for a more enjoyable smoking experience. Uh, I don't consume much cannabis, so I can't speak to that, uh, as a consumer, uh, minutes, I I'll be able to try that now here going forward. Uh, in August of this year, Minnesota just became the 23rd state to legalize recreational cannabis. So that will now be something that can be consumed here legally in Minnesota. So we'll have more people consuming that now. It'll be, I think, a year, they said, until we have our first dispensary at a, like at the earliest. Mm -hmm. But it's cool to see that becoming, uh, uh, you know, more widely accepted here in the U.S. Uh, it's a it's a really exceptionally cool plant. Uh, you know, in cannabis, what you're protecting in those uh, uh, what you're protecting in those uh, cannabis flowers is you're protecting a compound called terpenes. Uh, very similar to the compounds that are in hops. Um, hops contain terpenes as well, and they off-gas and evaporate very quickly. Um, literally, as soon as that plant is harvested, it starts to off-gas terpenes. And so the goal is, is to protect that flower uh, and ensure that as few terpenes escape as possible. And so the reason why boboda works so well is when you put boboda into a container with that cannabis flower, that boboda pack... Uh, creates uh, a thin layer of moisture around that flower. We call that a monolayer. And it protects that flower from off-gassing uh, those terpenes. So the unique thing that happens when you open a jar of cannabis that hasn't been stored with boboda, you're going to get a real blast of all of that aroma. That's all those terpenes that have off-gassed off of that cannabis flower. You're going to get hit with that right in the face, and it's going to smell, you know, for people that enjoy cannabis, it's going to smell, you know, generally fantastic. When you open up a jar that has boba in it, it's going to be a much more muted smell. It's not going to be quite as pungent. Uh, it's not going to be quite as thick. <clears throat> the big difference is when you go to grind that flour to get ready to uh, to smoke it. When you grind that flour that hasn't been stored with boba, it generally smells fairly flat. It's not nearly as rich and perfumey. And when you grind that flour that has been stored with boba, you just get this blast of aroma and terpenes. And all of those terpenes that are staying in that flower. And the reason those are so important is the terpenes are what really give that cannabis its uh, uh, strength. Yeah, it's uh, a lot of it is its strength. It gives it that what they call entourage effect. It took me a second to remember that word. Uh, it's what it's the compound that's going to help you if you have muscle aches, muscle pains, if you struggle with PTSD, if you have anxiety, if you have depression. There are different terpenes that can really have helpful effects for different types of conditions. And if you can maximize the quantity of that terpene in that flower, you're then going to get much more medicinal effect when you consume that cannabis. Interesting. Interesting. Um, <clears throat> yeah. Like I said, that's not something we normally talk about on our show, but since you were here, um, I feel like this was a good way to really, I don't know, talk about the comparisons there, at least from a scientific yeah. standpoint, not really a use standpoint. Um, Yep. You know, it's very interesting. And I know the other thing that I've seen advertised 
uh, that you guys also make products for is for wooden instruments. Yep. We do, yeah. And we there are several major guitar manufacturers that package and ship all of their cigars with Boveda, like direct to the consumer or to the retailer. Uh, uh, Fender, Martin, Taylor, um, Alhambra is another one. Uh, so there are multiple. There are uh, uh, companies that make clarinet reeds and oboe reeds that package their reeds with Boveda. And literally then the reeds, instead of having to soak them in water or, you know, soak them with moisture in your mouth, uh, they come ready to play because they're already at that precise, perfect humidity. You can literally take them out of the container, pop it onto your instrument, and you can just play. Uh, so it's really cool. And the, the interesting thing they discovered several of these manufacturers of guitars is that they would put the Boveda packs in the, in the uh, guitar case, and then the packs would really wear out quite quickly. And what they realized is that predominantly guitar cases are made out of solid wood and then they're lined with some type of soft material to protect that guitar on the inside. Right. Well, that wood needs to be seasoned just like a wood humidor. So what they do now is they actually season those cases before they put the guitars in and then they actually ship them with Boveda and those packs last much longer. So anything oh, okay. that has wood is going to be able to pull moisture, uh, guitar included. And they were then able to actually get those packs to last a lot longer in those cigar cases by pre-seasoning the wood of that uh, guitar case. Very, very interesting stuff. And nice. the more you think about it, you know, w anything wood product that you want to, you know, keep the quality of life of. Um, yeah. Keep keeping it yeah, fresh we with humidity is, is really the, the big thing. Absolutely. And uh, our, our wooden instrument humidity is... Uh, it's a 49% pack that when it starts out, it pushes out a little higher humidity to basically saturate the space. And then it holds the humidity at, the, uh, at that wooden instrument, guitar, violin, you name it, oboe, clarinet at 49% humidity. Uh, I didn't know this, that uh, upright basses are under a much higher amount of tension uh, in that instrument body. Those actually, if I get this correct, I think need to be stored, I think at 69% because that body has so much pressure on it that it, that actually keeps that instrument at a much uh, a much more consistent playing level. Uh, we have shipped Boveda to customers that ship uh, mosquitoes, uh, spiders. Uh, if you can imagine it, there is a use almost that you can use for Boveda. Like hmm. if you're a fan of any type of like soft gummy candy, Sour Patch Kids, Hot Tamales, Dots, Mike and Ike's, for most of those products, if you put them in a Ziploc bag and drop a 69% Boveda 8-gram pack and let that sit overnight, those candies are going to be much softer and seemingly much fresher than when you got them off the shelf at the convenience store or at the grocery store. Uh, so I'll actually, I'm a huge fan of hot tamales. I will get the like one-pound bag and I'll drop a Boveda 69 in there and leave it for two or three days. And when I open that up, they are absolutely just perfect. Um, really? Same applies to... Uh, edibles in the cannabis industry. Uh, those can get hard and dry out just like any other candy. And if you store those with a Boveda 69% pack, you're going to keep those edibles like just at their perfect consumption. Yeah, Dellis actually even added that he uses his packs for coffee as well, uh, which again yep. <clears throat> makes a lot of sense. Uh, Les Mann yep. asked a question, who was behind the idea for Boveda advertising campaign featuring the cigar manufacturers? To be honest, Les, I'm not exactly sure who here at Boveda uh, came up with that initial campaign because we've had them for a number of years. 
Uh, my guess would be uh, uh, our founders, Tim and Sean, uh, and the team they had, you know, many years ago, I think came up with that. And then we've continued to uh, add on and we're working to add on even more cigar producers that uh, store their cigars with Boveda, use Boveda to ship their cigars. So hopefully you're going to see some, uh, uh, some new manufacturers um, uh, uh, coming out for the for my humidor. Very interesting. Um, we have to uh, we have to hit our news segment really quickly, uh, so I'm gonna I'm gonna sashay over to that and then we'll be back. Uh, our cigar news is once again brought to you by McAuliffe Cigars. If you head over to McAuliffeCigars.com today, you can sign up to become an official ambassador. And while you're at it, head over to their Facebook group and join there as well to smoke and hang out with your fellow McAuliffe ambassadors. Uh, this week, uh, some pretty interesting news as we continue to see the. Uh, product announcements for PCA 2023 roll across our desks. Uh, here is one that we knew about, but we weren't sure when we were going to see it. And I think, to be honest with you, most of us here um, and some of my peers in the media who I spoke to about it were actually a little surprised to see it this year. But nonetheless, there will be a new Alfonso coming from Selected Tobacco this year. That's right, the Alfonso Gran Selection will debut at PCA 2023. Uh, Alfonso Grand Selection will be released at PCA 2023 in Las Vegas. The Alfonso Grand Selection is the sequel to the highly rated Alfonso Añejo that debuted at last year's PCA show to much fanfare. Alfonso Grand Selection features an oily, rich Ecuadorian Habano wrapper cloaked over Dominican and Nicaraguan fillers that provide a darker flavor profile than its predecessor. It will be available in five sizes. The Exclusivos... 6x54 Torpedo, uh, the Precisos, 7.5x40, the Estelares, 5.5x54, Enormes, 6.5x60, and the Grandiosos, 8x50. Uh, this will be available for retailers who have United Accounts or new uh, United Account holders with Selected Tobacco uh, at PCA this year. Very excited. Mitchell, I know you were at that booth last year. Uh, it was on display. Yep. It was on display and but no one really talked about it it was just kind of there i think there was like one box or there was like a set of the tubes i remember seeing it and then i later saw it in a um a selected tobacco catalog that i have um and so it's there and it's kind of it's been in the works but uh no one would really talk a lot about it or say you know hey when is this coming uh so but here it is it's it's coming this year so you know, Mitchell, is it safe to say that United and Selected Tobacco are gearing up for another major, major trade show year like they had last year? Yeah, you know, as we talked about on uh, Spare Notes, we were, we were talking about companies that were kind of expecting to come out with new stuff and that we're excited for. And I think we all kind of mentioned United slash um, Selected Tobacco, right? And yeah, the this you know Alfonso last year had a huge year, you know, won multiple awards. Obviously, our, our number one cigar of the year, and I think adding this next piece to it, the bolder cigar, very unique vitolas as well. You know, a company that is not afraid to get out of that robusto toro, uh, gordo, you know, classic three, and, yeah, and really, you know, when you're getting into a price point like that. And a cigar that is, you know, definitely going to be something for special occasions. You want a special Vitola. And all those Vitolas just looking 
absolutely delicious. You know, very unique. And uh, yeah, they're they're already already looking like a booth to hit up and uh, check out this year for sure. Yeah, I'm very excited to to get over there and see their booth. It's going to be uh, quite to see. And I'm sure you know what. I wouldn't be surprised if we go there and we see stuff this year that we've never seen before again. That's just there that no one's really going to talk about. Uh, just kind of yep. there, you know. Like, hey, look at what we're working on, but you know we won't talk about it. Um, <laughs> you know, it's always exciting. You know, you go in there and you see stuff. It's like going to the Fuente booth. You know what I mean? It's like you go in there and you see stuff. You're like, oh, it's that. But like, they won't really get into it. They're just kind of like, yeah, it's something we're working <laughs> on. It's just kind of there. Yeah. Uh, it's fun because then you just start to be like, I saw this at the trade show one time, but like, I don't know. Are they gonna do something with it? Uh, so so far they got Adabe Black. <clears throat> Retos, the NFT that will be there on display, that will be available to the lounges and to the NFT owners. Um, and now the Alfonso will be there, and as well as more sizes than the Red Anchor. Uh, so, and I think I don't think I missed any of the other announcements that they've made. If I have, I'm sorry. I think that's I think that's everything. I think yeah. those are the only three. And I wouldn't be shocked if there was at least one or two more before we got there. So, uh, very yeah. exciting. Can't wait for the trade show. I'm going to bring it back to Nate. <clears throat> Sorry, my, my, my mouth is just getting a little... Yeah, someone was asking me about cigar. I just lit up a McAuliffe Magdalia Corona Extra, I think. 6x46. That's a great size. Smoke. I like that Smoke size nice. a lot. Yeah, I like that size a lot. Um, so, yeah, no, it, it, speaking of trade show, Nate, you know, as we talked about before, Boveda will be at the trade show once again this year absolutely uh with a beautiful absolutely. booth last time i saw you was at tpe i know you guys normally attend both trade shows um we do it's a definitely an exciting time of the year and it sounds to me like that's also a great time for you guys to work with those manufacturers who you partner up with for the packaging as well that's yeah that's 100 percent correct yeah it's uh myself and my counterpart uh, a couple of my counterparts who you know handle all of the cigar shops the online retailers the distributors you know we spend uh pretty much every minute of each day, just hammering out orders and connecting with our customers and just, you know, talking with everybody you end up horse by basically, you know, day three quarters. Uh, but then our, uh, 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 then our OEM rep, uh, Mike gets to spend pretty much, you know, most of the show, uh, interacting and talking with all of these producers that aren't yet packaging with Boveda and connecting with the ones that are and making sure they have what they need. It's a, uh, it's just a win-win for everybody. And it's such a great event. It's like, uh, I alluded it uh, earlier today to like summer camp. It's like, you get to see all your buddies that you maybe only get to see once or twice a year. And we all spend time having cigars during the show. And then we hang out after the, after the show. And we, I'm sure well, I do stay up way too late. <laughs> yeah, I do too. <laughs> I can't help myself. I guess it's that uh, that massive case of FOMO that I have. But it's, uh, you know, for me, it's a chance when I'm seeing customers and my accounts at the show. Uh, after the fact, it's a chance to get to have cigars with them in a more relaxed environment and just spend time, you know, getting to know them and find out about their families and the stuff they do outside of this industry. And it's, uh, you know, it just really locks in those relationships, which is what makes this industry so great. Yeah, it's it's always one of my favorite times of the year. It's it's always exciting. Um, <clears throat> it's exciting to see people like you guys too. I mean, we we interact with the, with the manufacturers, the cigar manufacturers. I, was, I should say uh, more often than I think we do with anyone else. And I think that's just the nature of the game, just because they often have just so much more that's going on all the time. 
um, that, you know, we are constantly, you know, covering and going over. But, you know, when we get to see guys like you, uh, it, it is exciting because, you know, we, we I feel like we don't get to engage as much. And uh, it, it's a great time to catch up and see each other. Um, plus, it's always exciting to see you guys at your booth. You guys are always dressed up so nice. You guys have a nice booth. You guys are always just have, look like you're having the best time. It's usually not too packed at the Bovada booth either, which is nice. You can kind of get in there and do what you got to do instead of, you know, fighting for room at a, uh, at a big manufacturer booth, which is uh, sometimes right. the case. Right, and we try to be efficient. <laughs> and yeah, we, we stay, you know, uh, we stay super busy, but we've got a nice big booth. Uh, lots of tables we're able to spread out. We've got, you know, nice soft padding underneath the carpet. In fact, uh, I, I don't know if you guys know big Tony Gomez with Espinosa Cigars. Oh, uh, yeah, yeah. He actually. He actually brought up the fact that he likes our, our booth so much because we have that nice, thick, extra padding underneath the carpet. And he was, uh, we always have uh, espresso and coffee at the booth. So people stop by, get their first cup of coffee in the morning. Uh, and he go, he stepped on that carpet. He's like, oh, man, you guys have that good carpet. Man, Jack, Jack Duranio, why don't we have this under our booth? We got to get the good carpet like Boboda. And I was like, yeah, it's not too bad, but. We have, a, we have a really great team at Boboda, and we really love uh, spending time just together as staff at the booth. And it's uh, it's just such a great experience at the show. Uh, we get to It's usually my one time a year that I get to spend time with Dallas because he comes and, uh, and works the Boboda booth with us. And it's just a fantastic time to get to see some really awesome people. Absolutely. And it's coming up quick, so it'll be here before right? we know it. And uh, Mitchell and I will both be there as well as Kevin. Um, Fantastic. The whole the whole team will be there. Kevin doesn't have to travel though, because he already lives in Las Vegas. So it's, I don't know. I guess it's not as magical for him because he's already there. But he gets to see everybody, which is great. Um, yeah, right. <laughs> um, before we go, um, Nate. First of all, thank you for being here with us tonight. We really appreciate your time. Um, <clears throat> I guess I'll play a game I, with you. I had a couple questions actually. Oh, hold on before yeah, we get away. before we get to those I want to play a game with with okay. because I want to I want to give them a chance to kind of unwind a little bit. So, we're going to play Desert Island. This is just right. it. This is just at random. Desert Island. Three things you can't live without. Oh man, Desert Island. My family. A great cup of natural processed Ethiopian coffee. That's very specific. And, I like that. And and I'm going to go a cigar. And I think if I had to pick, we had this conversation maybe three, four months ago here at Boboda. Like, what would you pick as a Desert Island cigar? And I, I think it might be a toss-up for me just for everyday enjoyment. Uh, either the Casa Cuba Doble Seis Ooh. or the Ashton VSG. Just very good choices. Oh, yeah. Everyday Really don't get tired of them. And there are a few others I could throw in there as well. But I think if you're talking Desert Island cigars, those two are, uh, you know, a couple of bangers. And I'm, I'm one of those that really gravitates to the Casa Cuba line in the, in the, Fuente, uh, in the Fuente family of offerings that kind of goes a little bit unnoticed. And I think just is a absolutely fantastic cigar. Very well. So chosen. that's what I Desert Island. Yeah, there you go. There you go. Just Sounds answer. like you're also a coffee man. I know that was very oh. specific. Oh yeah, it's I I drink. Uh, uh, I'm very I'm not particular about a cup of coffee. If somebody says, "Hey, do you want a cup of coffee?" I'll be like, "Yes." Doesn't I don't care what it is. It's a cup of coffee. I enjoy the company. I enjoy the place. 
doesn't really matter. Um, you know, I love a good diner cup of coffee. You know, it kind of hits the spot. But if I have the choice and I'm buying it with my own money, uh, I'm looking for uh, exceptional coffee. I generally, uh, most of my coffee is made uh, either pour over or, or with a, a coffee machine called the Technovorm Mocha Master. It's sort of the, the Mac Daddy of drip coffee machines that basically brews just like a pour over. Uh, I bought it probably, I'm going to say 18 years ago, maybe closer to 20. It's like guts of it is all copper. So it's literally from the minute you pour the water in and turn it on to when it's brewing is about 40 seconds. Uh, it's got like all wow. copper guts. So it's just super reliable. Um, uh, I tend to get most of my coffee nowadays from a company called Fellow. Uh, they make the uh, like coffee grinders, uh, coffee machines. They do the kind of those cool gooseneck pour over pots that you see at some of the nicer coffee shops. They have a service where you enter your name, address, credit card, and then they text every Tuesday with a new unique offering from some roaster, uh, generally all over the world, predominantly the U.S., but uh, a lot of different roasters throughout the world. And they give you the brewing instructions, where it was from, the family that made it, uh, elevation, all of those things, the process of how they wrote, you know, roasted it. Uh, and then they give you the price, including shipping, and you decide how many bags you want. So I'm, I'm personally, my favorite coffees are the natural process coffees. Um, quick description, they take the coffee cherries, they let them dry under the sun. Those cherries shrivel up uh, and dry on that coffee bean and then they slough it off. Uh, and then those beans are shipped off and then they're roasted. So you get these intense berry like uh, aromas, sometimes super floral, strawberry, blueberry, blackberry. It's literally, you wouldn't believe it if, unless you smelled it. You grind some of these coffees and they'll smell like blueberry pie or like a homemade strawberry Pop-Tart. I mean, they're just fantastic. Uh, as opposed to a wash process where they soak those cherries in a, a large vat and that cherry sloughs off. They take the coffee beans out, they dry them, and then they ship them off and roast them. So, yeah, I'm, I'm a bit of a coffee nerd or a lot of a coffee nerd. I can tell. I can tell. But that's not always a bad thing. That's not always a bad thing. That's, that's a good thing. Yeah, it's it's good. I mean, coffee's I'm, important. <laughs> I'll give you that. Coffee I'm, is important. Right, and I, I'm a firm believer that if you were to ask me uh, what I think the best pairing is uh, as far as a beverage with cigars, I'll go coffee all day long. Um, grown in the same general uh, latitude as cigars, uh, similar process. You know, it's fermented and then it's dry. You know, it's dried, fermented, and then roasted or smoked. Similar thing happens with cigars, you know, dried, fermented, and then you, when you torch that cigar and you light it up, then you're essentially roasting that tobacco. Uh, so I just think that's my favorite pairing. Very well said. Very well said. Um, Mitchell, I know you had some questions. Yeah, so I know I'm not quite sure what is still uh, being produced or what's not produced, but obviously Bovida has and or still does create more than just humidity packs you know previously i think when i first started getting into things you guys had a hygrometer a bluetooth hygrometer you mentioned as well as your old acrylic humidors um what other things uh is bovida currently producing like outside of humidity packs as well as like you know is there anything in the rains to possibly come out this year in the next couple of years that bovida is working on in terms of jumping into outside of just humidity um there are some unique things that uh, mo more so on the cannabis side, as far as that industry, less on the tobacco side. Um, you know, we have our uh, Bovida one year humidor bags. Uh, 
really the you know the the main reason why we no longer uh, resell the acrylic humidors and those boba butlers the hygrometers those were products that were made by somebody else and then they were branded as boba and we sold those as a boba product and so Boboda has really brought everything as much as possible in-house so that we really can control the manufacturer, the production, the whole supply chain. All of our Boboda packs are made uh, in the United States, uh, predominantly at a facility in southwestern Wisconsin. Uh, and then there are a couple of other facilities uh, making some of our smaller size packs that are used for cannabis. Uh, but we just came out with a product for cannabis called the Boboda uh, Closure. So it's literally uh, a lid that has the Boboda solution in uh, embedded in the lid. And so that lid can then fit on uh, standard uh, food grade and medical grade plastic and glass jars. So you can actually buy the lids, attach them to your container with your cannabis, and it's already got Boba built into the, the container. So it's a really nice tool for uh, cannabis uh, cultivators and growers to be able to package their Boba without having to do another step of adding that Boba pack in. It's just built right into the closure. Um, we just came out with uh, something called a fresh bag, uh, which is Boba built into uh, a bag that holds up to a pound of cannabis so that the cannabis is stored perfectly uh, for those cultivators. Uh, and then we have some other new stuff coming down the pike uh, uh, that we can't talk about yet, but there'll be some uh, some cool new stuff. So That's awesome. right. I forgot about the butlers, and I, I actually noticed I still had the, the app on my phone. And uh, I hadn't used, I had bought one and I hadn't, I put it in there and I, and I stopped kind of checking it because I just do it all so manually now. And, but I still have the app yep. on my phone and I noticed like uh, a few months ago, maybe all of a sudden it said CI and it changed yeah. from like Bova to CI. And I was like, oh yeah. And I forgot that it seemed like you guys weren't really uh, working with that product anymore. Uh, so thanks for yeah, we... clarifying that. Yeah, we had phased out of it, and then uh, Cigars International picked up that same unit, and I think they call it their smart sensor. Yeah. Uh, so that's a product that CI sells. Uh, the nice thing for anybody that has uh, an existing Boba Butler, as long as you just update that app uh, and just re-log in, it still is going to work exactly as it did, as long as it's got a good battery in it. That's going to function exactly the same as when it was the Boba Butler. Uh, so for those people that have them, they should still continue to work seamlessly. Uh, uh, the same way they were working. I just, I, I don't personally need them in my humidors because as long as I know I have Boba in there, I know that that humidity is holding uh, precisely where it's supposed to be. And as long as the packs are still fluid, uh, my cigars are good to go. So I just don't bother with it. Yeah, I, I bought one because I thought it was cool and I wanted to check it out. But I just, yeah. Yeah. I, I learned, I'm like, I don't, I don't really need it because I kind of already know where my humidity is at at any given time. So uh, cool yeah. product, but... <clears throat> You know, uh, speaking of accessories, I tend to use uh, the Cigar Medics humidimeter far more than I would rely on my uh, Boba de Butler just to see where, like, especially when I get, like, let's say I get cigars at PCA and I know I'm going to have to sit on them for a while because they've been dry and it's super dry in Vegas. So I put them in our Boba de Humidor bags. I let them sit for four to six weeks, usually at a minimum. Uh, then I'll pull out that, uh, that humidimeter. Yep. Slide those little tongs out, pop that in, see where they're sitting. And I check both the head and the foot because you get slightly different readings at both ends. Um, and if they're right where I want them to be, then I move them into my humidor or into another storage and I smoke them. It's a, it's a great tool. And those guys that run that company are just, they're just awesome human beings. Yeah, it's, uh, it's something I've been noticing getting um, 
more popular the last couple of years is people. Uh, we actually have one uh, that we've used, and it's actually a nifty little tool, uh, and I like that. And um, it seems to be getting more and more popular, which is interesting to see. So, um, yeah, and I always have it in my backpack, so it's uh, yeah. it works great. And Garrett Robinson has just joined us, and he says, "How sexy <laughs> is my screen right now?" <laughs> well, thank uh, you, Garrett. Garrett. Uh, he, he knows. Let me tell you something. He knows how to get to someone's heart. He really does. He's, he's he sure does. Touch. Yeah, he's got that touch. Great to, great to see you, Garrett. <laughs> great to see you, buddy. Great. I'm glad. I'm glad he's here. Um, We'd be spooning, I'm sure, right now if he was here. Yeah, you know, I'm not gonna lie to you. <laughs> Probably what happened. Uh, I can speak from experience. Um, <laughs> Mitchell, did you have any other questions for Nate? No, I think that was everything. I just want to make sure. And now, Sweet, and now he's getting all excited. Got the kissy face, so hot. Yeah, I mean, Garrett. Oh yeah, there's no whoo. stopping him now. He's fired it'll, it'll up. It'll be a today. great time at PCA. Yeah. Yes, it will. <laughs> yes, it will be. Yes, it will be. Um, well, guys, I think that's going to do it for our show this week. Uh, Nate, I just want to once again thank you for coming on the show. Uh, this has been great. Um, been wanting to do something with you guys for a while. I'm glad we could talk about Bovida and all the amazing stuff you do and just exactly what those packs are and how they work uh, because I, I, you know, I have a lot of conversations with the consumers and some people just use them and they throw them in the humidor and whatever. Um, or some people are skeptical by them which I, I still find and oh, I don't really use those. I use this other thing with a wet paper towel and I'm like, uh, no, you should use these. Um, and it's, all it's these years. <laughs> I know. And it's amazing. So I'm like, you know, we should really do a show with them and really just explain, you know, like, Hey, this is what it is. This is why you should use it. Um, and I, yeah. I look, I'll be honest with you. You know, our, our job in the media is to be unbiased. Right. And I'll tell you, and I'll be honest with you. I, I've used, um, Obviously, Bovida packs. You know, personally, I've used all the other ones. Uh, the Integra, I've used. Uh, I think Lotus has one, if yeah. I'm not mistaken, more of a foily kind of pack, which wasn't bad. Yeah, so. uh, and then there's a uh, there's another one, which has no liquid in it. It's just there's like there's like plastic in it. I don't remember what it's called. Are you thinking though. of Humi Smart? Possibly. Uh, yeah. Like that one has a fiber in it. Yeah. yeah. It's like a white with blue and green uh logoing or lettering yeah. yes 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 yep. um i've i've used all of them and i i have to say and and you know this is just the truth you know as if i was reviewing a product right i mean none of them come close to bovida for me and performance wise um the integra i would say is probably a close second that one's they work well enough um they have that and nate i'm sure you're familiar with they have that um that little card that they want you to put in the humidor too that changes color when yep. the pack is dried out. And yep. they work. They work. I'll be honest. They work. But for me, you know, I I, I kind of like the classic Bova to pack when I can go in there and, like you said, I start to feel like it kind of crispy. I know it's I know it's trash. I don't have to look at the th card and be like, is this accurate? Or, like, is this is this turning color? Or is it just me? Um, you know, I just, I like to be able to grab my pack and be like, no, this is done and get another one. Um, I just, I don't know. It's just, for me, it, it, it they work the best and that's what yep. it's always worked for my cigars. And, you know, like you said, you, they put them in humidors with, you know, in terms of value, the stuff that's in there. And I, 
I have a lot of cigars to say the least. So yeah. for me, I want to make sure that they're well taken care of and, and Bova has always performed the best. So, um, just to wrap that back up, you know, it, I'm glad we were ha- be able to have you on the show and really talk about these products. Cause I do think that they're amazing and I think that they work really well and they're worth it. So thank you for coming yeah, on and talking about them. I've been Absolutely. exclusively been using Boba for four years and I've never had a single mold issue ever and nope. or nope. a single dry cigar issue. Yep. So if, if I, I'll say this, if I, I ever had a dry cigar issue, it was just from inattentiveness of swapping packs out. That was yeah. on me. It wasn't the packs. Yeah. Yeah. And I've been a cigar smoker. I'm 49 and I had my first premium cigar at 18 and I've been using, uh, Boveda packs uh, since they were humida packs. So I've had them in my cases for a long, long time. And they've always worked consistently without any mess or fuss. Uh, and, you know, you just look at the list of producers that trust their cigars with Boveda. Um, Fuente being, you know, really Fuente, um, another one of our guests had mentioned, you know, Roma Craft, as far as one of the larger boutique brands, package all their cigars with Boveda. Uh, La Flor Dominicana. You know, La Florida Dominicana, there are a long list, uh, you know, the Sejas family, they use Boveda. Uh, um, Hochi Blanco at Tabacalera uh, Palma, they use Boveda. Yep. Uh, there, you know, the list is very long. And, uh, you know, our products have worked consistently in very expensive cigars. You know, Fuente puts out some really exceptional cigars year after year after year. And, uh, you know, people just have no issues with it. And it's something you can trust. Uh, and we'd like to think we're the, you know, the industry leader in uh, two-way humidity control. So, uh, you know, for me, it's just a pleasure to work for such a cool company and to be able to sell a product that I know works so consistently well. Uh, it's just, you know, that's kind of a rare thing. And, you know, there's always going to be competition in any industry. You walk into any humidor and there's thousands of cigars in that humidor. You smoke what you like, use what you like. I always tell people, you know, try a competitor and, you know, do your own side-by-side test drop a couple calibrated hygrometers in, in each container and see, you know, how long they work, see which one holds more consistently. Uh, and I think in really every case, Boba is going to come out the winner. Yeah. I mean, it, it has to, it means something I'm sure, you know, to you guys as a company, when you have, you know, you open a box of Opus X, you open a box of Andalusian bull, um, you know, some really premium high, sought, highly sought after cigars. And the first thing you see is one of those packs in there. I mean, that's that to me, that's a big deal. Yep. Yep. Yeah, we think so, too. And it's, uh, you know, it's uh, those are relationships that we value immensely uh, and we never take for granted because, you know, those are the relationships that, you know, keep us on the map that, uh, you know, keep us able to continue producing, you know, packs that work uh, so consistent uh, and so efficiently. Absolutely. Guys, if you haven't already, go to your local retail tobacconist. Or you can find them online. Uh, can they buy directly from you? Yes, bovidainc.com. Yeah, head over to bovidainc.com, uh, as well as Amazon, I know, usually has them in stock as well. You can find them. They're, they're not too hard to find, but go and check them out today. If you haven't given your humida, humidor the bovida try, uh, I highly recommend you try it out today. Uh, I think you won't be disappointed. Nate, thank you for being on the show. It was a great time. It's always great to see you. Uh, and I get to see you in like what five, six weeks uh, at the trade show. Something like that. So yeah, that's exciting. Uh, I get to see you again pretty soon and hang out. So um, it'll be a great time for sure. But I just want to say once again, thank you t- for being here on the show with us, and thank you to everyone who was here 
watching us and for all those who like and subscribe don't forget to like and subscribe on our youtube channel and everywhere you get your podcasts today um before we wrap up mitchell anything you wanted to add that's everything enjoy your evening everybody absolutely guys thank you for watching we will be back next week take care Thank you for spending your time with us at Smokin' Tobacco. Please remember to like and subscribe for more episodes and content. And as always, visit SmokinTobacco.com for news and updates from the cigar industry.